Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you site in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. At the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran Four Blade. As you can see, four blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we use with our original two-blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades. Okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens. It still has our momentum management compressible blade technology. So the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed. Uh, in flight, it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out, get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free solid containment 100 percent deployment every time so we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time so that's what's new for vip this year we would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We The People offers all American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio. Alright folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America Podcast, Cooking Edition. This is your host, Jeff Vance, and my guest tonight is Jeremy Salton, and we're going to talk about something interesting that we have not talked about yet, and so I'm going to turn the mic over to Jeremy. Hey, everybody. How's everybody tonight? Jeremy Salter. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Um, 
I guess we'll get into a uh, wild game. Um, everybody likes to eat it. Everybody likes to shoot it. Um, we're going to talk about something that everybody probably don't think about eating. Um, uh, had the luxury. We were in Oklahoma um, predator hunting. We, uh, we killed a cat and um, ended up killing two cats, matter of fact, while we were there. And uh, we got about to camp, skin them, and me and Steve were together. I said, hey, let's, let's, let's eat some bobcat backstrap. And uh, he's like, well, how do you want to do them? I said, well, I don't know. We ain't never, you know, I've never had it. So let's do it. Uh, let's do them in jalapeno poppers. You can't go wrong. If, if they're too bad, you just throw the meat away and eat the jalapeno popper and cream cheese, you know. Um, Good choice. So, yeah, we uh, we cleaned the cat. And the um, only thing we used out of it, and I've talked to a lot of guys that, that's used all parts of the cat. Um, mm -hmm. we, we decided just to use the back straps. Um, so we had, we had some deer ones too. It could, like I said, in case things got bad, we still had something to eat. We made some deer ones too, but yeah, okay. we, uh, we took the loins out. We washed them off real good. Um, this really, really white meat. It's a really, um, it don't have a lot of flavor. It's kind of a mild meat. You would be surprised. You know, you see a cat, he don't have a lot of fat on him. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, we, we cut them up and just like you would do regular, um, regular jalapeno poppers, whatever meat you were using, um, you know, we just cut them up in strips, two or three inches by whatever, a half inch and, mm -hmm. um, you know, prepared our jalapenos, cut the seeds out. Um, we put cream cheese in it. We laid the strips of bobcat on there and, you know, you got to have bacon. I mean, you can't have jalapeno poppers sure, without sure. bacon, man. So yeah, a great big old piece of thick uh, hickory smoked bacon, and um, mm -hmm. you know we got the grill nice and hot. Um, I, I've run into a problem of burning the crap out of out of jalapeno poppers wrapped in bacon because all the grease is dripping. And if you walk sure. away for two minutes to get a beer out of the fridge, you come back and everything's on fire, and you done ruin everything. Right. But uh, no, you know we we prep them that way. Um, like I said, we wrapped them in bacon. We put a bunch of seasoning, whatever you prefer. Um, you know, salt and pepper. And I guess it was, oh, it takes longer to get the pepper where you want it. It really does to cook the, the, the meat. Um, okay. but yeah, we, that's the way we prepped them. Um, I would tell everybody to try them one time. Um, mm -hmm. you can, it, 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 it's not a very strong meat. It's a very mild. Um, but yeah, we threw them on, cooked them, brought them out. I would eat them again. If somebody brought me a plate right now, I'd sit here and eat them while I was talking to you. I mean, it, it was pretty cool to eat that. Um, same mm -hmm. thing with the uh, mountain lion. We've, uh, I've had mountain lion. Um, it's, it is a very thought after meat. People, when you go out there and kill a mountain lion, people are asking you, are you going to keep the meat? They want the meat. They want the loins out of that line. And it, it's the same thing. Very good. Uh, tell everybody, try something different. Um, you know, if you're going to do your, I've ate everything you can probably think of. Um, some of it very good. Some of it, I would rather ate the the pan that it was cooked in. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the bobcat was amazing. I, I would eat it again anytime. I didn't keep the meat out of the two that I killed this year. I uh, I did deep bone mm -hmm. them, and uh, I'm gonna make my own uh, make my own bait for trapping. But that's another that's another story we can talk about. But yeah, that's yeah. That's how I do. And, you know, I, a lot of recipes are the same as everybody does. Um, we have, uh, we do a lot of, we hardly eat any beef. We kill a lot of, a lot of deer. Um, we do a lot of deer steaks. We do tenderized little deer steaks, about five to a pack. I make mm -hmm. a garlic butter sauce and, um, 
You know, you can make that ever how you like it, how much garlic you like. And uh, right before I put them on the grill, I put the little steaks in the butter, throw them up there. And by the time you get the last one on, they're just about done. And you can yeah. cut them with a friggin' spoon, man. They are so good, <laughs> especially with that uh, garlic butter sauce on there. Oh, man, making me hungry right now. <laughs> I just had pizza, so it's like, that sounds delicious. I think uh, my next recipe that I'm going to work with is doing smoked backstrap venison. Oh, there you go. Excellent choice. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, um, it gets uh, a little dry. Down there in aisle. Oh, it gets a little dry? Yeah, you got to be careful with it because if you, you know, that, that'll get a little dry on you every once in a while. I, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off, but a lot of people watch Meat Eater and, uh, He's taking the, um, and I can't, I don't know exactly what the wording is for that piece of fat that you pull out. Um, oh, yeah, the coal fat. The coal fat. And that's what he yeah. wraps his loins in. So I told Josette, I said, you know what? It can't be, it can't be bad. So then this year when we kill a deer, I'm going I'm gonna to save that and I'm going to wrap a loin up in it and I'm going to cook it on the grill. It, it's got to be good. I mean, it's Yeah, because it's, it's like T-Bell does it. Yeah, right? Well, because. I said, cause I saw, I wanted to do that with the uh, meatballs, but, um, this year when I was down there, uh, helping the guys butcher, they already had gutted them and stuff. So I wasn't able to get, get access to the gut valve and get after that piece of, uh, meat and such. So, uh, I was going to, uh, I think what I'll do to, to help avoid the drying out of it is, uh, absorb it in olive oil and just wrap it in bacon. Oh, yeah. This way that I, I could, I can secure it. So this yep. way I can secure it from being, Dried out stuff, or and and then make you an uh, inject it with a little something, you know, if you if you like that. Well, we're definitely gonna brine it because it's like we have a couple yep. of different things. We'll probably do some uh, uh flakes along with uh, mm-hmm. uh, brown sugar, sugar, and and just kind of mix it together. Because I found a couple of good ones that I found on uh, uh what is it on YouTube. So I think I just find pull one of those together and let it brine for about twenty four hours. We, do, we also uh, do a, a really good one for uh for fish, um for trout wise anyway. Um okay. it, it's a real simple brine. It's just that one third salt, two thirds brown sugar. Fill mm-hmm. it up with water, put your trout in the bag, fill it up with water, twenty four hours in the refrigerator, flip it one time in that twenty four hours, take them mm-hmm. out, wash them off and smoke them and it will be Phenomenal! It really makes it really sweet. It's a really, really good brine. Yum! That sounds like a fantastic idea too. Well, man, we've hit some really good topics here. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying out some of that. But I'm hoping next year that if whenever you get a bobcat, I, I want to try that meat. Well, well, I'm always excited about trying to. Ne- next time you get down, if you get down, you know, next year the Oskaloosa or somewhere, we'll have to get together and we'll just do a live, a live feed, and we'll just cook some, cook some bobcat. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I'll grab some other fish too. I'll grab some either pike because yeah. right now everything's thawing, so it's like I'm I'm itching to get out there and get out. Yes, yeah, see everything here. I, everything here stalled out. I went the other day casting four times. I caught four bass in the little pond over here on the farm, and <laughs> so yeah, everything stalled out here. It's finally getting nice. Not flip flop nice, but it's getting nice. Exactly. Like I, when I go down to Oskaloosa, they have a, they have a farm pond too, farm pond too, and it's like that's a lot of fun. That's like uh, last year I caught the biggest bass out of there. Nobody was able to top that. Not top that big bass, so I just threw him back in there. So I was like hoping to set the record again this year. So Heck yeah. got a little competition between us guys. Heck yeah, brother. All right. Well, thank you again, Jeremy, for your rest of your your insight and, and giving people inspiration to try the meat out. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. All right. We're done, done.